Greetings and welcome. I am Reverend Victor Ekwe and I welcome you to Moment with Rev V. Moment with Rev V is a program about relationships, marriages, and parenting. Uh, it's not a religious program, so just relax. It's not a religious program per se, but uh, I can assure you uh, so very much that this program today it will be real, it will be pragmatic, and it will be a blessing to your life. I'm excited because this is a season of celebration for everyone. It's a season of harvest and celebration, so enjoy it, maximize it, make the best use of it. You are going to be truly blessed for tuning in today. Please don't touch this dial. I am Reverend Victor Ekwe, and I'm the Senior Pastor of Church of God Mission Water Resources District Headquarters. Last week, I talked about the United Couple. And it was a blessing, truly a blessing. A couple of people called and said, oh, Revi, it was a blessing. It was a blessing. Today, I will share on the quarrelsome couple. You heard me right, the quarrelsome couple. I start with a question, and that question is this. Have you seen a quarrelsome couple? A couple that eats quarrel for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? A couple that insults each other in their rooms? insult each other before their children and even insult each other in the streets most of us are used to seeing a quarrelsome spouse as out of a couple one person just likes to quarrel but there are marriages where both spouses they are giving each other back to back struggling to see whose voice will be the loudest in a duel and trust me they have those duels every now and then to quarrel means to have a heated and noisy argument or dispute with someone usually marked by anger. That's the key word. To have a heated and noisy argument. In other words, you can debate in a very healthy way. You can disagree with your spouse. You can reason together. You know, you bring your idea, I bring my idea, we reason it out, and then we say, oh, okay, we think this is the best. Oh, I don't I, I don't agree with this your point, or I agree with this your point. But when we talk about quarrel, it means to have a heated and a noisy argument, usually marked by anger. That's what it means to quarrel. Funny thing is that the two people having this heated and noisy quarrel marked by anger, they were once Romeo and Juliet. Very romantic to say the least. Maybe they were Romeo and Juliet in the morning before your very eyes. And then in the evening, you will be wondering, is this Mr. and Mrs. that I saw in the morning? All loving, Toby and what have you. Is this the same people I'm seeing? You will be shocked. James chapter 4 verse 1 says, From whence come all these wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members? Where did it all come from? How did we get here? That all we do is quarrel. All we do is quarrel. How did we get here? I'll come to that later. The most famous scripture I know about a quarrelsome couple is Proverbs 21 verse 9. And it says, It is better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. And whenever we read this scripture, everyone assumes that the problem is that the woman quarrels too much. Is that the woman nags too much. I agree that there are mad women out there. I say mad with all sense of responsibility. There are some women who will fight and disrespect their husbands at every turn. But no one, take note of this, no one realizes that the man in that house is many times the architect of all the wahala in the house. The man is a specialist in technical fouls. 
technical technical fouls that the referees cannot see. It will only take VAR to see them. Such men, they do dangerous and wicked things behind the scene. People cannot see. All the people will see is the woman that is responding or reacting. That's all they can see. <laughs> a, a home where the man is mostly irresponsible and has a bad mouth, plus very unappreciative of the wife's effort, will naturally produce a nagging woman. Miles Moreau says this. He says, woman is an incubator. Anything you give her, she will receive it. She will multiply it and return it to you in double, double, triple, triple. So those men whose wives nag too much, I advise you to check what you are sowing into her. Check what you are feeding into her. It's perhaps the things that you are dropping into her that she is multiplying and giving back to you. Just the same way you put a sperm in there, she will incubate it for nine months and give you a baby. So check what you are putting in there. To be a quarrelsome couple has implications. You know, when you quarrel every now and then, most times there's no unity in the home. The children are sad because you wash your dirty linens outside. Neighbors lack respect for your spouse and your blessings are hindered. Tell me, why should neighbors respect your husband if every day you insult your husband in the entire street? Tell me, why will people respect your wife if every day you insult your wife in the entire street? People will insult their wives and be calling their wives X-rated names in public. Come on, man. From whence comment all these? You know, there comes a time where a couple has to sit and reflect. And sometimes this reflection starts with one spouse who later invites the other spouse for the reflection session. And that's why I want to go back to James chapter 4 verse 1. He says, from whence come all these wars and all these fightings amongst us? Where did it all come from? How did we get here that all we do is quarrel? So if you're a sensible husband or you're a sensible wife, you need to take a back seat. You know, sit down and just reflect and ask yourself, how have we fared this quarter, this season, this year? Why is it that we're always quarreling? Where did it come from? We were not like this before. We used to be this sweet couple. How did we get here? What are some of the things that breed quarrels? Now, I want to go into something now. What are some of the things that breed quarrels, that make couples to quarrel a lot? And the number one thing I want to mention is this. An imperfect partner wanting perfection from his spouse. I see this as the number one cause of quarrels in marriages. This is how I want it to be done. And then the other person will say, this is not how I do it where I've been coming from. Remember that the two of you, you came from two separate cultures or two separate home bringing and therefore two of you need to form your own way of doing things. When you leave your father, leave your mother, she leaves her father, leaves her mother and you come together, you cannot stick to how you were doing it in your own father's house and you in your own mother's house. You need to come together and share. Oh, we do it like this. We do it like you cross-pollinate ideas. And at the end of the day, you come up with your own way, your own family's way of doing things. This is better than imposing your ways on your spouse. So I see this as one of the number one reasons why quarrels happen every now and then in our homes. An imperfect partner wanting perfection from his spouse. It must be done like this. This thing must be kept here. This thing must be like this. This thing must be like that. The second reason I want to mention is hurtful words. Your words always hurt me. Your words always hurt me and that's why I resort to fighting back. She will tell her husband or the husband will tell the wife, I don't like it when you say this kind of thing to me. I don't like it when you say this. It hurts me. 
the person has bared, bare, bare, and bare, and when the person can no longer bear, so okay, you know what? I'll fight back. Each time you tell me this, I will tell you back. Each time you tell me waka, I will tell you waka, waka, waka. Ah, that's the reason why there's so much quarrel in some of our homes. Two Timothy two fourteen. It says of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they do not quarrel about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Be careful how you quarrel about words. And you that use words, be careful the kind of words you give to people. You see, when you talk about words, you know, three things should be, you know, what, ask yourself, what do I want to say to my spouse? Now, ask yourself the next thing. When should I say these words to my spouse? In other words, which is the right, when is the right time? And then again, the third thing you need to ask yourself is this. You know, this thing that I want to say at this particular time, what is the tone? What is the tone? How am I going to present it? Very, very important. The next thing that breeds lots of quarrel is silly questions. Silly questions can cause quarrels. 2 Timothy 2, 23 says, But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strife. Oh, the next thing you hear is, what kind of stupid question is that? What kind of stupid question are you asking me? What we follow is, oh, so you are saying I'm stupid. Bass bulls can follow in some homes. Stupid questions. Be careful the questions you ask. Be careful the questions you ask. And please, don't be a specialist in sarcastic questions. Eh? Oh, oh, you don't come out now. Oh, so you don't come out, eh? Oh, so you don't like to come out, eh? All those kinds of questions. When you ask them, the next thing that will follow is a quarrel. It's a quarrel that will follow. The next thing I'll talk about is bitterness. Bitterness in dwelling in a spouse is the cause of everyday quarrels in some people. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Bitterness. Bitterness. Get rid of that bitterness in your heart. Pray to the Lord and say, Lord, please baptize me with joy. Joy overflowing in my heart. When you have joy overflowing in your heart, the quarrels in your home will reduce. The next thing is unforgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. If you harbor unforgiveness, you will just be quarreling every now and then. Before I continue, I'm Reverend Victor Ekwe. I'm a relationship coach, marriage counselor, and the senior pastor of Church of God Mission Water Resources District Headquarters. I will love you to join me for service at CGMI Water Resources District Headquarters, number 7 Obertoa Avenue, off Water Resources Road. You will be blessed. Our Sunday 3-in-1 Power Pack Service, School of the Bible, 7.20 to 8.10, School of Leadership, 8.20 to 9, Worship Experience, 9 to 10.30, Weekly Activities, Bible Study, 5 p.m., and Friday Prayer Meeting, 6.30 a.m. Please join us for a fresh revelation of the Word of God and for counseling if you so wish. You can also reach me for feedback through victorekweofficial at gmail.com on my Facebook page, Victor Ekwe. And to listen to this broadcast again, please visit my podcast page, www.anchor.fm slash I continue. I have an advice for spouses who are always provoked, provoked to quarrel and fight. I have an advice for you. 
Revi, what should I do when I'm angry? He drives me crazy all the time. She drives me not all the time. What should I do? I give you Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. It says, be ye angry and sin not. Say, Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Couples who go to bed angry at their spouse are giving place to the devil. You have a right to be angry, but please don't sin. When you curse, when you, curse you sin. When you begin to curse, you begin to curse your spouse in a quarrel, you sin. When you revenge, you sin. When you deprive him or her of anything, you sin. When you resort to violence, you sin against God. When you deprive yourself of her food, you sin against yourself, you torture yourself. Deuteronomy 32, 35 says, to me belongs vengeance and recompense. So, all quarrelsome couples, they like vengeance. They like to record wrongs against their spouse and pay back double. That is childish and that is immature. Leave vengeance for God. You are a Christian. Be one indeed. I would like to end today's broadcast with one verse of scripture. And that's Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. It says, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rested in the bosom of fools. This is heavy. It is heavy. You may be a professor or a master's degree holder or a PhD holder, but if you are quick to anger and vexing and quarreling anyhow, the scripture describes you as a fool. Not me, but the scripture. A word is enough for the wise. Shock your spouse. Shock your neighbors. Stop disturbing the peace of the neighborhood with quarrels every now and then. You can be transformed from a quarrelsome couple to a joyful couple. It is possible. The quarrelsome couple is a tag and that tag is not your portion. I reject it for you in the name of Jesus. You are a peace-loving couple. You are a romantic couple. You are a beautiful couple. Ah, prove to the world that the joy of the Lord has flooded your heart. Prove to the world that indeed you are a child of God and you are a Christian. God bless you and thanks for listening. Thanks also to those who have been listening on my podcast channel and participating on my WhatsApp family forum. My friend, enjoy your season of harvest and celebration. Stay tuned for another exciting episode of Moment with V next week, same time, same station. I will keep it simple and marriage and family oriented. And Revee, a senior pastor of Church of God Mission Water Resources District Headquarters, saying bye-bye and God bless you and happy celebrations. <music>